Blog Talk Radio. season 2017 NFL football season is just around the corner and I'm so excited because we're finishing up July we're moving in the preseason games then we're moving into September when the official 2017 season I'm so excited I'm so excited I'm so excited I just get that off my chest because I'm excited right now and for our fans that usually tune in to a seven o'clock pacific time I'm sorry we had to start a little bit a little technical difficulty Got it fixed. We're okay. We're all good. We're all on live doing the show for you guys. And by the way, for our new fans to tune in every week, I am your host, Neek, my main man, Chuck. I'm going to pass the mic to him here in a second. But you guys are listening to the Neek and Chuck Pro Football Talk Show. So sit back, relax, and we're going to give you some training camp updates and some latest NFL news. But first of all, my main man, Mr. C, how you doing? I'm a fantastic. Like you already said, I apologize for the fans for the start. Don't worry, fans has been remedied. The intern has been hurt. We're gonna ship them out, and uh, we're gonna have an intern. We're gonna be posting that job on Craigslist sometime this evening. So if you're an intern out there, want to work with the Chuck Show, be on the lookout for that. But as soon as you mess up and call start 30 minutes late, you getting dropped off. Should I? Let me let me just go ahead and say it. Interns. You want to work for Neek and Chuck. This is serious business. You gotta be on cue. You gotta be on point. If we say go go down the street, get a smoothie, pineapple mango smoothie, you go get a pineapple mango smoothie. If we want a medium, ah, you don't bring back a medium because we want large. Because we like large. <laughs> okay. But first of all, I just want to say this. If you mess up again, this is what's gonna happen to you. He got dropped off. That's what happens. He got cut. He's gone. Sizzle out. Sayonara. See you later. Yeah, Neek, but you mentioned, man, football season is right around the corner. I just am starting to get that feeling. When I was a little kid, we don't get that feeling no more now during Christmas time because we're a little old. We don't be getting gifts like that. You know, we don't be getting presents. All we get now is gift cards to Chipotle and the Target and stuff like that. But I'm starting to get Christmas was coming up on us. And the night before Christmas, you was all excited because you still believe in Santa Claus. Santa, you're going to wake up in the morning. You're going to have presents under your tree. So, Nick, we don't get that anymore as adults. Only We only get that when it's almost football season. And football season is right around the corner. Several teams have started training camp already. They're already out there hitting. They're already out there sweating. They're out there bleeding. And uh, by next weekend, all NFL teams should have started their training camp. Training camp is just a few more weeks. Went to that first preseason game. Matter of fact, 
that Hall of Fame game should be like two or three weeks, right, Nico? Football will be back on TV in less than three weeks. And the thing of it is, fans, when actually this is the time where you're going to see a lot of teams start making a lot of roster moves. And it's kind of funny because there's actually a couple of trades today, and I'm about to go over those in a second. But it's just crazy, though, because, you know, training camps just open up the door. Uh, some of these players are actually getting their flight information, getting their clothes together and stuff. But then it's just funny because you look on TV, you get the news that a player by the name of Cardale Jones, uh, Buffalo Bills, uh, third on the death chart quarterback, gets traded. He gets traded for a seventh-round pick. And that's just funny because you're sitting there thinking, like, but then we just traded Cardale Jones. Actually, you guys just did. And, unfortunately, he's going from the East Coast to the West Coast. But, no, seriously, Bills fans, I mean, you understand. I know some Bills fans are actually, just from reading some of the tweets, they're happy about this. I mean, you can't really get too happy about this. I mean, we didn't know what Cardale was going to do. Right now, you look at that Bills uh, death chart, a death chart. You got Tyrod Taylor as your starter. Um, your backup is TJ Yates, and then they drafted Nathan Peterman from Pittsburgh, who I'm a big fan of. I think he's actually could be the franchise QB down the road, maybe in a year or two if Tyrod Taylor um, can actually make some plays, throwing the ball down the field and quit trying to be that playground quarterback, trying to be like Mike Vick and stuff. But, no, I mean, you know, hey, hey, big up to Tyrod. He had a solid season last year, actually took care of the football. But Cardell, he goes to San Diego, and this is actually, you know, I mean, it remains to be seen. I mean, it's not too much we can, you know, get, go more in depth in. But, um, you know. Well, I mean, all I can say is about it is, is Cardell should – I ain't got nothing against Buffalo. I ain't never been to Buffalo, but I've seen y'all on TV. And it looked up there. I'm, we're originally from Ohio, so we know about that cold. And y'all are even worse than we are because you're further north. I think y'all probably get that Cleveland-type weather, uh, which I don't want any part of. And right now, I live in Southern California. Right up the road from L.A. Chargers, or from, yeah, they are called L.A. Chargers. I was about to say San Diego, L.A. Chargers, and Cardell. He went from the uh, double Fubu, triple fat goose coat to swim trunks and no shirt. So Cardell should be getting his blessings just in terms of the weather, uh, in terms of organizations. I mean, Flo Bills organization has been a great organization uh, all through the '80s, '90s. We know they had those four Super Bowl runs, never quite got it to the end, and we know those Chargers were uh, historically good back today, especially during uh, Dan Fouts' time and uh, Junior Dale's time, and they've been pretty good. I mean, it's been a disappointment last few years, but, you know, they had talent. We talked about them on and off. We love Phillip Rivers, so the view from Cardo Jones, he should he couldn't be happier if I was him, because there's no pressure for him to start. You find Phillip Rivers, you got Kellen, Clins, uh, Kellen Clemens, and then who's the, uh, who's the third guy on the roster? Nobody. So, <laughs> so you ain't got no pressure to start. All you got to do is play well enough where they think you have potential and want to keep you on the roster, Cardell. And then uh, Cardell has all the talent in the world, Nick. I, you know, he, he has an arm. You talking about how Tyrod Taylor doesn't like the ball down the field. Cardell definitely has an arm. He has some mobility. He's not like a Byron left wish that, you know, he, he can only take one or two steps, and that's about it. Cardell can actually move around the pocket, hit a big arm. Actually, he has to work on his accuracy. But Cardell has talent. He didn't get many opportunities last year in Buffalo. I believe uh, during the regular season, he only threw 11 passes. Uh, he completed, like, seven of them. Uh, no touchdowns. I think one of them was a pick. 
and I was like less than 100 yards, like 90 some yards, because I remember one big play he had like a 64 yard pass uh, against the Jets when the Jets was whipping that ass against the Bills, and it was garbage time. Uh, so he needs more opportunities. He's not gonna really get it preseason. We know Philip Rivers don't really need reps like that. So in pre- terms of preseason, he might get more time, more opportunities to get while he was in Buffalo, which was good for him. Be able to showcase his talent, and we'll see what he gets. But in terms of moving from the cold weather to the warm weather, where I always said, Nick, California got the three W's: the weather, the women. And uh, y'all can figure out the last one for yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, that's how you're going to do it, Chuck. You're just going to leave everybody hanging. Because I was sitting there counting on my fingers. Okay, women. Weather. And what's the third one? Uh, it rhymes with deed. Uh, it rhymes with seed. <laughs> it rhymes with bead. Ah, damn. Chuck, the weed. The weed. The weed, man. All right, all right. I ain't want to say, you know, this is, you got to keep listening. Yeah. Nah, dude, marijuana's weed, man. They ain't arguing, right, man. Fifth grade snow at all, man. My daddy has some weed. You know what? It was a TV show called Weed. Yeah, it was a good show. Yeah, big up to uh, Julian Dreyfus. Yeah, great show. Right, but anyway, you know, enough of this Cardell Jones talk, but I just want to say this. Cardell, you just got one mission to be Philip Rivers' backup. Go in there, have a good training up, beat Allen Cruz. That's your job, man. Actually, what's funny is because Philip Rivers might play a couple more years, and you might be, you might be the franchise QB. I mean, you know, if you just learn the playbook, actually grab on the field, and do a good job. Take care of that. But anyway, and all right. And he's going to have some big receivers. Yeah, got big receivers throw the ball, too. All right. There was another trade today. The Eagles trade former starting left guard in Barbary uh, to the Broncos for a seventh-round late pick. Isaac Samalo will start. Uh, he started four games last season and is in 23 years old. Now, I look at this as a youth move. Uh, we know uh, – has a couple, I think it's one or two years left on his deal. He's 33 years old. Um, we already know they have Jason Peters, a left tackle. He's like 36, 37. <clears throat> I mean, Jason Peters still been playing at a high level for years. Um, so I think this team can they feeling really comfortable in Somalia. I think he will probably come here um, and be able to start. They actually said today that he will be the starter at left guard. But what's crazy is when I look at this Eagles offensive line, they are loaded. I mean, you know, talk about my Raiders. I talk about the Cowboys. You know, two of the teams have uh, one of the best old lines of the league. But the Eagles, I mean, left tackle, you got Peters. Now you got Samalu at left guard. And you got Jason Kelsey at center. Brandon Brooks at right guard. And Lane Johnson at right tackle. Woo! And then on top of that, your key death, uh, uh, your key uh, uh, death players are you got Chance Warmack. Then you have Dallas Thomas. And then Stefan was we already know him, man. You know, that agreed to ties to the Raiders, but he was solid for us a few years ago. But I'm saying, man, this starting group to the death group, they are loaded and they are nasty. Cause I love Lane Johnson. We knew what happened with him last year when, you know, he got suspended for a few games. I mean, you know, that you saw how they struggle with the run game. I mean, Ryan Matthews ain't too many holes on that right side, but, you know, they got rid of his ass. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, but Lane Johnson, like I said, man, this O-line is nasty. They're loaded. And then when you look at the Broncos' perspective, you look at their offensive line, they needed this because they needed some quality depth because the left tackle, you got Donald Stevens, you got Donald Leary, who they spent a lot of money, brought him over from Dallas. And then you got Perez at center, Max Garcia at right guard, and Sabrello at right tackle. Now, the question I have is, 
Where is Barbary going to start? Is he going to start? I know right now he's 33 years old. The Eagles son, we kind of want to go with the youth movement. On the Broncos, Lear paying way too much money not to start. And then Max Garcia, he's been solid, man. Max Garcia's been a, a solid pro. I mean, I like him. So, I mean, I'm just trying to figure out where is uh, Barbary going to start, man. Chuck, can you get some insight to this, man? Well, when the Broncos center, isn't he fighting injuries? Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, that could be a possibility playing in the center because with a guard, think about playing guard. You know, I play guard, uh, you know, during my career. I Actually, I played every position on the line. You know, I didn't – I never started at center, but I played a little bit center. People say that tackle is the most athletic uh, person on the offensive line, and that's true when it comes to your feet. When it comes to being you being that island, and you got to kick slide, kick slide, kick slide, get out against those fast pass rushers. So yes, the, especially the left tackle usually has pretty good feet. But in my opinion, the most athletic person on the field is the center, and uh, and guards usually can transition well to in the center, uh, especially you know if you you an athletic guard uh, and you know you have great mobility. And um, you have quickness. You know, you're not one of the big Bobby Williams type guards or those big. Uh, what's my man from the Dallas Cowboys went to the Hall of Fame? You know, what I'm talking about one of my favorite guards. No, the other uh, guard. He just went in the Hall of Fame. The man was a beast. I don't need to know this. Yeah, anyway, y'all know what I'm talking about. Anyway, you're not one of those power guards, usually uh, smaller, not smaller, but more athletic. Uh, Power, the power game is really your thing. Transition to center position. So I think bringing him in, like you said, he's an older player. I think you said he's 30 years old, Nick. He's a veteran. So I think he's slide to left, right. He'd be good, big, good backup. It's always good. And they're going to have that seven time be able to play most positions because usually on game day, you don't dress, believe it or not, you only dress eight or nine linemen. You don't even dress the teams usually dress the entire 10 back alignment because, you know, for those fans that don't know, you know, we can get to this later in terms of there's three people on the roster, but on game day, I believe only 47 are able to dress, and 47 and two of those 47 are the kicker, punter, oh, bad, and long snapper. There's really only like four players on the field, so you have a limited amount of uh, backup. So, having a, having a backup Lineman and play guard, tackle, center, multiple positions is very valuable to have. Uh, so, yeah, they brought him in. They got him for a seven round pick. And how often do you trade a late pick for a starter? You know, so the Broncos aren't looking for him to start. You know what I mean? They're looking for him to come in there and give him a lot of depth and veteran leadership on that back end coming off the bench for the line. So, that's I think they're going to use him. You know, if they want to bring him in as starter, they would have gave up a, a, a high draft pick. All right, so good trade on both ends for both ball clubs. Eagles, they want to go to the youth movement. Broncos, they need some depth and veteran leadership on that offensive line. All right, so fans, this upcoming season, uh, I want you guys to actually follow me on this. Um, so I talk about players. You guys are those those are listeners. You in your car, you sit in the house, you're pricing, and the week's going. He's gonna say you gotta get dropped. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So what I'm about to say is this. So when a player's not producing or hasn't produced for the last couple of years, 
needs to get dropped out. So I'm just going to let you guys fill in the book because I'm about to say player give up that ass. He got he got toasted. We already know he needs to get dropped off, but he will also be a recipient of the W Gut Award for the following week, probably for the rest of the year. But anyway, so what I'm about to say is there was a player <laughs> who was taken very well. Actually, was taken in the first round. I was about to say very high. Actually, he wasn't towards the end of the first round. And he was a pass rusher three years ago. Actually, he's going on his fourth year. And he only has four sacks going into his fourth season. So when you're a player that's drafted in the first round and you don't produce sleep, <laughs> The following is what fans you need to get dropped off, and so I'm talking about Marcus Smith, and I was high on the kid. I thought the kid was going to have a solid um, NFL career, but four sacks going into your fourth season, and you know what the Eagles said today? Hey, you know what, Marcus Smith, you need to get off. <laughs> so, Marcus Smith, man, I think a new change of scenery. Might do you good. I don't know what team will you be a great fit. It's also based upon your heart, your desire, your work ethic, man, because you got to put yourself in the mirror, man. You know, it didn't work out in Philadelphia. Damn, I only had four sacks and I was a first round pick. So wherever you go, man, be motivation. <laughs> I mean, that should be motivation because the whole city of Philadelphia can't stand your ass. They talk about you like dog every day in the car. They even reminiscing a few years from now. You remember that play guy from Marcus? Oh, yeah, man, that dude with Marcus. Yeah, 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 Marcus, man, he was a boss. He suck. He ain't do nothing. So, yeah, keep your head up, man. That's just advice for me. I'm passing to you, man. So keep your head up, man, and keep working hard. I hope you get picked up by another team. All right. Oh, Nick, I had a good question. How was he against that run? Ah, let's put it like this, man. When you are the Philadelphia Eagles and that front seven, you're loaded with Vinnie Curry, uh, Brandon Graham. Uh, let me think, who are some other players on that defense? Oh, you also bring in the um, um, old man Chris Long. So, you know, and you're part of this rotation group because they're building you for the future. They're hoping maybe you can play with Brandon and Grant for another five or six years. But the bottom line, Chucky, is you come in and you spend, you're going to your fourth league, fourth in the league, and you only have four sacks. Come on, man. You were edge rusher. You're a pass rusher. That's why they drafted this kid. He was supposed to come in and get the quarterback. He couldn't even sniff the quarterback. So on that note, you can't sniff the quarterback. You can't sack the quarterback. You can't even touch the quarterback. What happens, fans, you know the drill had to get dropped off. <laughs> All right, moving right along. Jacksonville Jaguars <clears throat> made some interesting news. Uh, coach uh, Tom Coughlin, you know, I'm a Giants and Raiders fan. Tom Coughlin said this guy deserves to be <clears throat> the highest paid uh, center in the league, and that is starting center, uh, starting center, Brent Linder. They signed him to a five-year, $51 million. Woo! He was ranked at the number five best center, according to PFF, which is Pro Football Focus, and only surrendered two sacks the past two seasons. Two sacks. Two sacks the past two seasons. We're talking about position. We're going against some of the most dominant defensive tackles uh, in the league. And you only give up two sacks two seasons, man. That's very impressive. All right. Minnesota Vikings, they extended pass rusher Everson Griffin to a four-year $58 million with $34 million guaranteed. Pro Football Focus had him ranked as the 23rd uh, ranked among all edge And I got to tell you, man, Epstein Griffin, I wasn't so high when he came out of USC. 
I was thinking to myself, you got to think, man, there's been a line, you at bust. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to go down this, man. There's been some very talented pass rushers coming out of USC, but, man, there's been a lot of bust. And I was just like, I don't know about Chris. And, you know, it's been consistent. Uh, it's been putting good uh, sack numbers. Um, and, uh, now I'm looking, actually looking at his 12 sacks in 2014, uh, 10 and a half in 2015, sacks this past season. Daniel Hunter, 22 years old, young, and Daniel Hunter, man, I'm, I'm telling you, Daniel Hunter about to be a beast, man. He's took over this league. He's going to be a star. We're talking about a good for the next few years to come. So, fans, remember the name, Daniel Hunter, Minnesota Vice pass rusher, only 22 years old, sky's the limit for kids. Telling big things going to be happening with him. All right, uh, Miami Dolphins. We got some news with the Dolphins. The Dolphins place a starter, former starting linebacker, uh, Cole Misley, on IR because of a neck injury, and they signed former Pro Bowl cornerback Alteron Werner, which is actually good depth. Um, you know, Werner actually can come in and see some playing time to go along with Byron Maxwell, Bobby McCann, Tony Lip, and Xavier Howard. So I like that Alteron run. I mean, Alteron Werner, I like the move to pick up because when he was in Tampa Bay, he was a bust. I mean, I remember that freaking signing three ago. I was like, man, oh, what? The Bucks got Werner? Okay, okay. I think he's going to do something over there. But ah, I didn't work out well in Tampa Bay. So it's kind of one of those buyer's remorse. And I'm sure the Buccaneers was like, damn, and we chose poorly on that one. Yeah, they did. But maybe Werner can turn around. Uh, he chose I don't. I don't. <laughs> Oh man, I love Chuck, man. Chuck just had to hit me with the, the uh, famous quote. What, what movie was that from? Indiana uh, Jones asked, "Hey, yeah, you know what that nice shit you chose poorly." <laughs> he just sounded so sad. He just looked at us and was like, "You chose poorly." <laughs> he sure did, man. All right. Now, let's get to the news, man, because Chuck, we was talking about we was preparing for tonight's show, and Chuck was like, man, we got to talk about Lucky, man. And then we talking about Lucky, man. What we talking about? The dog, man? I know you got a neighbor named Dog Lucky, and I'm still sitting here thinking to myself, we talking about Lucky, man. It's like, no, we got to talk about Lucky. I mean, to myself, like, dude, no, no, Lucky. He said, no, man, we got to talk about Lucky. What the hell talking about Lucky? So he said, Lucky Whitehead. So I said, Lucky Whitehead. Why are we talking about Lucky Whitehead? So anyway. Uh, Chuck, you want to break down the story about Lucky Whitehead, man? I don't really need to break down the story. I need to just say is that Lucky Whitehead was lucky, and this is he was accused of some crime at home in Virginia when he was on a freaking airplane. He he wasn't even in the state when it happened, but apparently victim by DF and the guy pulled off a a robbery. Some police caught him, and he said he's Lucky Whitehead. And guess what? Next day, Dallas Cowboys. Cut him, dropped him off. Excuse me, cut him, dropped him off. He was unemployed, and you know he's all you know his feelings. He's all in his feelings, talking about you know the Dallas Cowboys should gave him another chance and gave him a chance to clear his name and all this other stuff. Uh, it was just unlucky in this man because I think the Dallas Cowboys, in my personal opinion, the Dallas Cowboys made a mistake. They jumped. Uh, they jumped to a conclusion too quick, and I rid of them. Uh, I have all the facts, but I 
the time they did that and they finally really found out what the truth was, it's too late. You can't backpedal. That's why they was like, oh, we made a decision that's the best Dallas Cowboys, and we got to stick to it. Uh, but it just shows you that they didn't really love Lucky Whitehead anyway. I mean, Lucky Whitehead is a versatile player. Uh, he punt return, kick return. Uh, he has big playability. But I doubt Cowboys didn't love him, you know, or they would have stuck with him. You know, for as simple as that, especially in terms of him being falsely accused, this supposed America supposed to be, this supposed to be America, and you supposed to get second chances, all that other stuff, which is all we all know is a bunch of hogwash. Only certain people, very talented people, everybody doesn't get second chances, everybody doesn't get third chances, but we know a lot of people that get fourth, fifth chances, and they deserve it. That's just it. Life is just unfair. Lucky, you were unlucky in this situation. And you know what? You got a job. I think New York Jets signed you, but the New York Jets are going to suck. But you got a job. You're going to get a paycheck. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys is looking like they're going to do well this year. We all know the Jets ain't, but you got a job. So lucky, you were unlucky in this instance. Time to move on, brother. Obviously, the Dallas Cowboys didn't love you as much as you love us. Alright, all right, man. That's interesting. Well, the Jets did lucky. They got lucky. We know the Jets haven't had a kick returner. Uh, actually, a solid kick returner from punt return since the days of Leon Washington. Woo! That's going back, man. Leon Washington, oh, so same from the set. It was actually it was 2009 since <laughs> Leon Washington uh, last played for Jets. But wow. So, lucky. Best of luck to you. Man. Hopefully, you can go up to uh, New York and do good things on the kick returner and punt returner. All right. So the other news that came out today was fun because Chuck and I were eating, getting some that good Italian food. Man, what was the name of the restaurant we ate at? I don't know. It was something that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know Chuck. That's what we love to eat. Chuck was like, man, you want to get some Italian food? Yeah. All right. So what's funny is, you know, I'm on the phone, there's some breaking news. So I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, uh-oh, uh-oh, what is this? It's Baltimore Ravens news. Now, I knew about, you know, the key running back who they got the last year, Kenneth Dixon, um, had surgery repair, torn meniscus. He is out for the season, and the Ravens went ahead and added a former Giant running back, Bobby Rain. But then there's some other Ravens news. First thing I see that breaking, that I see Jekyll. Captain Down is out for three to six months. So I was thinking, but it said three to six weeks. Uh, and then you, of course, you know, fans, especially Ravens fans, I was on their uh, Twitter page and now they're talking about, oh no, Black Cool is out, our season is oh no, what are we going to do? I'm like, dude, it's, it's, it's uh, three, six weeks. Three to six weeks. Yeah, yeah so, um, yeah, so three to six weeks, Flacco is, is out, so hopefully, um, you know, it's not that long, so we'll see. But, uh, Redman need to come Captain Check now. He will be back soon. Our Bengals fans was like, dude, that's kind of bad news. And I started laughing. I was speaking my food. I said, what are you talking about? He said, hey, that's bad news. I want Captain Check down to be out for uh, uh, three to six months. That's what we initially thought at first. But because uh, Chuck said, yeah, we own his ass. We like 5 1 against. Uh, what did you say? We 5 1 against Captain Check now? Yeah, I mean, the Bengals on Captain Check down, you know, Baltimore Ravens. So, yeah, it would have been bad news for us. He was out three to six months. You know what? I, I want that dude in there because we played well against him. Um, and it was A.J. Green played well against the Ravens. So, you know, yes, Captain Checkdown had a Super Bowl victory, but so does Dilfer. 
Like, like, congratulations, dude, but you didn't win it because of you. You won it because of great defense, and you was able to control the ball and occasionally make some big plays with your arm when you weren't throwing check down. So, you know, Joe so I hope you're healthy the entire season because I love my goals against you because they touch on you, and uh, it's going to continue. So get well soon, buddy. We'll see you on the fall field. All right, we got about a minute and a half left. So, Chuck, Chuck, I'm talking about some training camp funnies. Um, give, give the fans some training camp insight to our playing days. And yes, uh, for the new fans, Chuck and I. <laughs> all right, all right, it wasn't funny. All right, all right. But for our new fans, no, Chuck and I didn't play in the field. I played in college, uh, but no, we didn't play in the field. So, real quick, funny story. Well, I'll just put like this. What we have about training camp, I'm just going to put like this. What I hate about training camp, I hated training camp, period. I hated two days. That's what we call our two days. I hated it because we're out there in the freaking 110 degrees. We got to go twice, got to go hard. And, and the humidity is terrible. This is Ohio. Yes, Ohio has bad humidity in the summertime. And then we got to do, we got to run 10 100s across the field. And on top of that, we got to turn around and do 10 and bear cross all across the field. You understand? 10 100s, and then turn to do 10 bear crawls, and then the coach is going to sit there and yell, talking about, oh, keep your butt down, keep your butt down. I'm like, dude, we'll get your old ass out here and do these. You know, seriously, I was young and I was immature, but I hate that, man. Yeah, I'm the same way. Before our tour day started, we had all we can do. We had to do 16 110s. And for the fans that don't know, 110s mean 110 yards. That's the football, length of the football field, plus the end zone in a hot humidity. Uh, Ohio. All right. Thanks for that little insight. Anyway, we got to go. Hope you enjoyed the show live. If you missed the show live, go to iTunes, look football shows. See you guys next week.